Thank you for your presence today. When we have good news, we just have to share it with someone. That's how it is when we turn our lives over to God. Once we sincerely confess and repent of our sins, acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and receive the indwelling Holy Spirit, we can't keep it to ourselves. There is no feeling like it. And as we mature in the Word of God, we are compelled to draw others to receive Jesus Christ. Have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us about the best news we could ever share. The Bible says, put on the whole arm of God, put on every piece of that equipment, because he's coming against us with blazing fury. He hates us with a passion, and his goal is to steal, kill, and destroy Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Persecution by your peers. Persecution by other pastors. Persecution by those who come to church, but they're not saved. Persecution by your own family members. Persecution on your job. Persecution in your neighborhood. Persecution. Listen to this thought on that persecution bit. You do not invade the kingdom of darkness without attacks from Satan and his demonic realm. <laughs> you think Satan just going to sit on the sideline? Oh, just have at it. I won't bother you. Go do your Jesus thing. You good. Oh, no. Oh, no. All hell breaks out. And from the unlikeliest of persons, You do not invade the kingdom of darkness without attacks from Satan and his demonic realm. Satan got some demons that he uses at his bidding. It takes boldness and faith to witness to others about Jesus in a hostile antichrist culture. Did you get that? It takes what? Boldness and faith to witness to others about Christ in a hostile, this world and this nation is hostile to Christ. It's, this is an anti-Christ society. It's a hostile culture. Yeah. I mean, we ought to not be promoting a certain political party. That, that's not the emphasis. That, that's, you know, that's secondary. That's not even secondary. That's probably fifth dairy. Maybe not that fifth dairy. It's probably tenth dairy. <laughs> it's way down there. You so mad like whoever's in charge going to bring the millennial kingdom on earth through the president. I don't think so. <laughs> God is waiting on his people. If my people who call on my name will what? Humble themselves and pray and seek my faith. He's not, he's not waiting on some celebrity, some pundit, some talk show host. He's not waiting on some organization. He's waiting on us. Stop getting mad over this stuff and be upset about the fact that you're not staying true to the mission and the calling of Christ. Number seven. Many Christians do not witness because their sinful lifestyle presents them from being an effective witness for Christ. 
Many Christians do not witness because their sinful lifestyle prevents them from being an effective witness from Christ. In other words, you can live so badly and so shamefully before people that you even lose the right to witness. First Peter 2.12 says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, now you're going to get accused. Well, you're gonna, I, I've been accused of a whole lot of stuff. You're going to get accused. You're going to get accused. They accused Jesus. So you ain't good company, you know. Don't, just don't let it be true. <laughs> they will see when they look. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior. Is your behavior honorable or do you always have your mouth poked out? Look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. Just mean. Not honorable. He wants you. He wants you to be honorable in your behavior and they will give you honor. Look, and they will give honor to God. When he judges the world, you cannot be a faithful witness for Christ while living a loose, unrestrained, sinful life. We as believers are commanded to live in such a manner that people see the light of Jesus in us, which will give more credibility when witnessing for him. When you live holy, honorable, good behavior, Do you realize when you speak for Christ, it gives credibility to your witness? It does indeed. Number eight, preaching and witnessing about Christ alone. Get that. Say alone. Christ and nothing else. Christ alone. Preaching and witnessing about Christ alone is the only way to change the destiny of people who are headed to a Christless eternity in the lake of fire. That's why we ought to be so serious about this business. That's why we ought not promote an earthly agenda, but rather a kingdom agenda. Preaching and witnessing about Christ alone is the only way to change the destiny of people who are headed to a Christless eternity in the lake of fire. And that is a real place. And people go there in the multitudes by choice. The whole mission of the apostles in the early church was about Christ. It wasn't about banquets. That's nice. It's not about fellowships. That's nice. Real nice. It's not about playing bingo in some Christian's home. That's nice. It's not. It's, that's, all that stuff is real nice. I'm not speaking against none of that stuff. Thought, oh, that's nice. Go on. You can lose some weight that way, you know. But the mission is Christ and him crucified. Let me just give you a number of scriptures. I'm going to go right through these. Don't try to look them up. You just write them down so that you can be more Christ-centered in your witnessing for Christ. Acts 5.42 says, And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Isn't that wonderful? You're getting together to talk about Christ and how you're going to tell people about Christ and connect to Christ. 
Uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 34 and 35 says, So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture. See, the word of God gives power to your witness. Beginning at the scripture. Preach, look at that. Preach Jesus to him. Underline that. He preached Jesus to the eunuch. He didn't talk about what was happening back at home. (laughs) He wasn't talking about the weather. He wasn't talking about the, the games. Acts 9 20 to 22 says immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose? so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews. The word of God will confound people who dwelt in Damascus. Look, underline this, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. A Christ-centered message. Every Sunday school lesson ought to be about Christ. Every preacher who preached ought to be about Christ. It ought to be about Christ. Every missionary ought to be uh, espousing Christ. In your family, before your children, it ought to be Christ. You ought to be talking about Christ in the morning to your children at noonday, during, during lunch. Christ, Christ, Christ. Acts 10, 42 says, and he commanded us to preach to the people. And to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Jesus Christ is the judge of the living and the dead. Acts 14, 21a through 22. And when they, you say, who is they? Paul and Barnabas had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. So many people, particularly in this pandemic, they are regressing in their faith. And look what the scripture says, and saying, we must through many tribulation enter the kingdom of God. In Acts 17, 2a through verse three, it says, Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. That's the gospel, my friend. And saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. I'm ready to get happy right now. I mean, listen, talking about Christ don't make you happy and rejoice. Something is wrong. Acts 18, 5 says, when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. Acts 18, 28 says, for he, referencing Apollos, vigorously refuted the Jews publicly. Look at this, showing from the scriptures that Jesus 
is the Christ. It was all about Christ. First Corinthians 9, 16 says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. People say, well, Pastor, you're going to wear yourself out preaching two services at your age and all that kind of stuff. Man, when I think about the mission, I don't think about my age. Y'all going to throw me away in my 60s? Y'all, man, I'm just getting started. Y'all pray for me. God, God will give me my second win. Don't hope that I fizzle out. Amen. Undergird me with prayer so I can be like those 70-year-old men up there trying to run for office. You got these, you got these coaches in their 70s and 80s over football teams, over basketball teams. By the time you get in your 60s, they oh, yeah, it's time to retire the past. You know, he kind of getting old. He might be losing a little bit, you know. You know but, but oh, the older I get, the more passionate I become because I know that I got more days behind me than ahead of me. And I'm more excited now than ever before because I'm a little bit closer to heaven. I think you ought to want somebody that's a little bit closer to heaven because they serious about the Lord. I don't have time to play with my age being what it is. Give me Jesus. (laughs) Give me Jesus, our nation is in a bad place. And if there is ever a time that the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to go forth is right now. We do not need an Afrocentric gospel. We do not need a social justice gospel. We do not need a political gospel. We do not need a prosperity gospel. We do not need a soft gospel that tickles the ear. We do not need a motivational gospel. And we do not need a gospel of love that does not address sin. The apostle kept the main thing, the main thing. They preached the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In closing, beloved, what are you doing with the very gospel that saved your soul from the eternal flames of hell? Wow. What are you doing with the very gospel that saved your soul from sin, Satan, and hell. This is no time for believers to be timid. This is no time for believers to be fearful. This is no time for believers to be ashamed. This is no time for believers to be complacent. And this is no time for believers to be silent. It is time, it is high time to speak up and be a witness for Christ. And I close with this last verse. Acts 18, chapter 18, verse 9 through 10a, and it says, 
And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid. That's some of y'all problem. I said again, do not be afraid. Don't be so afraid of the virus. You can't function. You've lost it. You've lost your mission, your purpose. You're in regression and don't even know it. You govern your life by your feelings. You go everywhere else. Then you go tuck yourself in to the house. Everybody does not have an underlying condition. Okay. I'm meddling a little bit now. I submit to you today that you need to give God all of your energy, all of your time, all of your passion, all of your enthusiasm for the sake of your children. You get comfortable not coming to church. What influences that on your children? What influences that on your grandchildren? My friend, it is high time for God's people to wake up and be a light. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you. I am with you. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, thank you for this message. I know it's going to bother some people because that's what the gospel is supposed to do. I'm just a mailman and I pray no one gets mad at me. I just speak it as it's presented to me. I'd rather have folk mad at me and you pleased than be in your divine woodshed simply because I didn't say what you told me to say. Father, we love you. And we bless you and we worship you. And Father, as we all know, this nation is in a bad place. And Jesus is the only answer. And may we not wrap ourselves up in our own little family agenda. And all that we have to do, that we forget about the Great Commission. Father, disturb us. Until we are compelled in our innermost being to give you more of us, more energy, more of our time, more of our time to you, more of our finances to you. Father, you're not going to bless a disobedient, complacent, setback people. Help us to rise, shine, and give God the glory. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, you've heard the word of the living God from the pages of Holy Scripture. Now is the moment of decision by live streaming, by you who are in person. God loves you with an unfailing love, and he wants you to get right with him God wants to rekindle the fire of God in your life. Did you hear what I just said? God wants to rekindle 
the fire of God, the enthusiasm of God, the passion of God in your life? Will he say well done of you or will he vomit you out of his mouth? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You who have blackslitten, you who have drifted, I pray that you not judge the message nor the messenger, but search your own soul before God and say, is not my sister, not my brother, not my mama, not my daddy, is not the preacher, is not the church, it's me, oh Lord. Fix me! Change me! Help me! God is calling you now by live stream with all my heart. It's time to get on fire for God, for the sake of your wife, for the sake of your children, your grandchildren. God is calling you to be that example, you to be the priest. It's time for the church to be about the mission How excited would God be if 80 of you rushed up here and say, what can I do for God right now, Pastor? I want to serve in this pandemic. I I don't want to walk around haphazard and limping. I don't want to walk around in fear and worry and anxiety. Lord, help this to be my greatest moment for you. So many saints have allowed fear to rule their lives. They've allowed the media to take away their mission for Christ. Many believers have lost their joy because they're looking at the politicians and they're listening to the pundits and they're listening to the scientists and they're looking at curves and they're listening to stats And they're getting nothing done for God. Oh, God, wake us up spiritually. Let revival reign. Father, I pray a cure for this virus. I pray it happens real soon. But, oh, Lord, even if the cure doesn't come for two years, and I hope it comes in a few months. Father. Help me to work while it is day. Because when the night cometh, no man can work. And then, Lord, thank you, Holy Ghost. Help me to be thankful and to be happy and to be joyful right now. You've been too good to us. Help us to see opportunities. Help us to be a blessing. Help us to be encouragers. Help us to build up the faith of others in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you're here today and know not the Lord Jesus Christ.
we give you Jesus. Hey, church, it's time to witness. This church is open. You know what, Maranatha is open? Because the church is essential. Restaurants are open. Costco is open. Walmart, they open. The malls are open. It's time for the churches to be open. Even if you only have a third of the membership coming, so be it. It's time to witness and get people to Jesus. Do you realize people being shut in is bringing in all kinds of calamities and difficulties? Folk are having the mental, psychological issues are off the chains. Children are distraught. Dreams are put on hold. Folk have stopped living. And God is saying, rise, shine, and give God the glory. You want to come to Jesus? You need to come for your own soul's sake. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe it in his life. His sufferings on the cross in your place. His death and burial and resurrection is coming back again. You believe that. Cry to God saying, Lord, save me. Redeem me by your blood and God will save you right now. Are we sure of our salvation in Christ Jesus? Does our light shine so brightly that it draws the lost to our Lord and Savior? Or is our light so dull that it turns the lost away from God? Are we praying for the lost? We cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and expect to win the lost for the cause of Christ. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.